everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful fall in Salt Lake City, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, a celebration. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to talk about uh, our anniversary. Yeah. We've been doing this show seven years. Seven years. Which Sometime I, this week. Which in internet False. years is yeah. like four fifty nine, I think. <laughs> Five, so 500. The rule is rule is dog years plus ten. Dog years plus <laughs> sure. That's right. We are older than dogs. <laughs> so we'll we'll be we'll be uh, we'll be not doing a retrospective, but oh. but we'll be we'll we have stuff to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, why don't you uh, talk about what's happening out there in the world? Uh, yeah, sure. Um. Some hope for uh, for astronomy, Dan. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> I, I'm a <laughs> fan of astronomy. Uh, there is uh, there's a, a mountain uh, in uh, on the Big Island in, out in Hawaii. Sure, right. Uh, the, it's the, the peak of Moana Kea, uh, where there are a lot of uh, telescopes. Oh, like, sure. Really, like high powered, state of the art. Um, it's, it must be, I believe it must, it's one of those super dark places. Right. It's very clear skies and yeah. it, cause I, a lot of those peaks stay above the clouds in, oh. in, in the islands. I oh, think. That's, so that's, that's, that's an interesting detail. Yeah. Uh, well, nonetheless, this has been a, a sought after place to put some of the, the, the best telescopes on the planet. Mm. And, uh, there was some question as to whether, they were going to be able to continue to do this, even though the local government was giving the go ahead and uh, so forth and so on. All the all the agencies that would have some say in in, in the placement of this in up on that peak. However, uh, in recent decades, uh, the native Polynesian um, people have started to. There's been a sort of resurgence of awareness about. Uh, their traditional religions, right? I think we um, talked about this at one. I believe point. we did. Um, so this is a bit of a follow up, right? Story, um, but they they've they've become more aware of a lot of the cultural significance of the different places on these islands, right? And this specific peak is sacred to them, and there's a lot of cultural artifacts up there because reasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the, okay. The, it, it, it's an interesting balancing act, right. right? Like, what what is our level of respect for indigenous religions and cultures versus our just need to explore the universe that we yeah, live in? I mean, right? like, I have a lot of respect when you hold an idea sacred or whatever, but when it's like a plot of land, that's weird to me. Anyway. It makes it a little bit more difficult. But um, the Supreme Court of... Uh, Hawaii has given the go-ahead uh, for the telescope to be built. Okay. Um, the case uh, was uh, it was a convoluted case. Uh, issues that were brought up uh, in opposition um, to the telescope ranged from whether the original annexation of Hawaii was constitutional. <laughs> okay. So therefore, can is this state can this state government right. actually this isn't even give a state. permission right? right. Like this doesn't, but we yeah, don't that, even recognize that's you. not going to fly in the court of the state <laughs> that they're talking about. And then uh, they also were questioning whether uh, the the judge 
who was acting more as um, a mediator, right? Because it was a retired judge, sure. But whether or not her family's relationship to a planetarium <laughs> constituted a conflict of interest. <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, logic and reason prevailed. Um, but after actually coming to um, an interesting agreement with mm. uh, the, those in opposition to this telescope being there in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, they are actually going to... One of, the, one of the issues is these telescopes, the facilities get built, and even once the telescope becomes obsolete, the facility just stays up on the mountain or True. out whatever remote place it is. Yeah. So they're actually going to de- like decommission and remove... All three telescopes up on that mountain. Oh, wow. And they're going to close an access road that's going to go undergo rehabilitation to return the area back to its uh, natural state. Huh. Um, so it seems like a win for both sides, to be honest. If nobody was using those um, those telescopes or if they just weren't scientifically significant anymore or whatever, they got to get them out of there. Yeah. You know, it, it's just junking up the scenery anyway. Right. So I think that's, that's or, a good thing. Or turn it into like a park, uh, like a like a, a playground. That's what I say. Those uh, giant dishes, <laughs> you could like maybe a skate park. That'd be really fun. Oh, yeah. Because of all the, the kids who live in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Totally. There's a reason why they're out where they're at, Dan. They're remote. Yeah. So only the coolest kids can go. Oh, okay. I see. You have to, like, chop her in. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Uh, I'm going to take us to uh, Russia slash Ukraine. We have... I'm, I'm giving an update because we have talked... We talked... I talked uh, a month or two ago, a few okay. months ago, about an impending possible schism in the Orthodox Church. Oh, dear God. In the, in the Orthodox Christian Church. Brace um, yourself, everyone. Because Ukraine has been asking, the Ukraine church has been asking for its own patriarchate within uh, orthodoxy. Because they've been under the Russian patriarchate for the longest time. Now, the Russian Orthodox church is the largest of the Orthodox Christian churches. Mm -hmm. Um, They have like half. Oh, seriously? Yeah, they're huge. Wow. And they've overseen the uh, the Ukraine part of the church for hundreds of years. Oh, okay. But now that Ukraine has uh, back, you know, has pulled away from Russia yeah. and is no longer and is its own country, and especially since Russia started attacking Ukraine and re- annexing parts of it that they had no business annexing, right? Ukrainians are sort of defensively, I think, annoyed. And don't want to be under Russian rule. Right. Don't want their church to be under Russian rule. Okay. Because the church was also like, the Russian church was disseminating sort of Russian propaganda. And the Russian church Ew. is inextricably tied in with the Russian government. Yeah. It's they, are in, they are in bed with each other. Mm. So uh, so they, the, uh, the Ukrainians went to what they call Constantinople, which... It's funny, like this church still calls it Constantinople, even though it's Istanbul. Wow, in Turkey, um, that's where the uh, the ecumenical patriarch uh, Bartholomew is still the 
the leader of he's like the first among equals is what they always say. Oh, okay. He doesn't have a lot of power. Right. Uh, but one of the powers that he does have is the power to give a country like Ukraine its own pa- patriarchate. Oh, interesting. And they've seen, he seems to have decided to do that. Good for him. And now uh, that is so. But and the, the, now the Russians, strangely, he woke up dead somewhere. <laughs> right. The Russians have been threatening that if this happens, they will. Uh, there will be a schism. They will depart from this uh, communion. Oh. So it seems like that's what's going to happen. Wow. They're going to schiz. Ladies and gentlemen, we are witnessing a major schism of a major world religion. Fascinating. In our time. Amazing. It's like Nicaea all over again. <laughs> Is that what happened in Nicaea? Was it Nicaea? I think I I, Nicaea no, was Nicaea they, wasn't the one. There was a small on there the were, Trinity. There were Nicaea. small schisms in Nicaea. Uh, well, oh. they also decided they also sort of canonized the Bible as we know it. Oh, in Nicaea. But Nicaea, what a it was a big one. It was a that what was an a, important. Yeah, but important I think place. it was later that the uh, the East and the West actually uh, separated out. Oh, okay. The Orthodox versus the Catholic. Huh. The Greek versus the Latin. Anyway, uh, that's uh, so. That's where we're at. We got we got the, we got Moscow pulling away. They're not they're they're not going to listen to no Turks anymore. <laughs> I guess. So there you go. Well, there you there you go, Dan. <clears throat> um, well, I this uh, ugh, this story. Um, there is a man by the name of Mark Harris who is running for Congress okay. in North Carolina. Uh, and it, this, is a, this is a competitive race. Oh, okay. This is one of them where it's a toss-up. Wow. Legitimately, nobody knows who's going to win at this point. And we should say that we're recording before. <laughs> right, right, right. The, you guys know the answers. We, of course. Frank and Dan. You can look it up. We're in your past. Feel free, in fact. Look and it we up. don't Find know the answers to any of these. Ends up winning yeah. between uh, a, uh, a a fairly reasonable Democrat and Mark Harris, who was once a Baptist pastor. Who and then resigned last year to run for office. Mm. Um, he is on record as saying this after a trip to the Holy Land. Mm. Uh, CNN did some digging, uh, and they okay. dug up some stuff he said back uh, back in 2011. Okay, uh, he says Jesus when he went into Jerusalem said, "I am the vine, I am the true vine, and until those that are called in Islam." This is no longer Jesus's words. And until those that are called in Islam realize that, and until those that are called in Judaism realize that, for that matter, until those that are caught in the religion of Christianity and are missing the personal relationship with Jesus Christ realize that, they'll there will never be peace in their soul or peace in their city, right? Right. And so he is he says you cannot be in that land as powerful and moving as it is without realizing the incredible tension that is constantly in that land between the Palestinians and the Jews. There will never be peace in Jerusalem until the day comes that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay, now first of all, knees don't bow. That's not how bowing works. Well, so he I needs to, he needs to get his act together on that point. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can bend your knees when you bow, but that's not what bowing is. Well, okay, Dan. <laughs> but okay, yeah, you got to love the the Christian take on Jerusalem, which is which is basically, hey Jews, you can hold it for a while, right? But, but it, it's going to be ours. It'll be ours because you'll become <laughs> one of us, right? Jews right. slash Muslims. You guys, right. you guys keep arguing about it if you have to, but and we'll back those Jews, right. but only because. They're going to give it up to us when they see our Lord and Savior d- descend onto their Mount of Olives. And then it's going to be nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Yeah. You should have listened sooner. We're going to give you one last chance. Right. If they give them the last chance. <laughs> May probably not. They're kind of... The anti-Semitism is... You and I were talking about this yeah. earlier today. Yeah. It's... I was not... I was blithely unaware of how deep the anti-Semitism oh, yeah. in this country was running. Yeah, this is because a- they've been masking it un- under words that I didn't know were code words yeah. Yeah. for so long. But like New World Order, Deep mm. State, uh, George Soros, all of these ideas are just blatant hatred of Jews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They stem from blatant anti-Semitism, and they're all of these evangelical Christians are doing it right. They love Israel and fucking hate Jews. Yeah, they legitimately, legitimately do. I mean, it's the, 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 I mean, that this, fucking this Mike Pence thing, where yeah. he, where, where at, at a, at a rally where they needed right after a shooting in a synagogue, right, where they needed to reach out and say to the to the Jewish populace of this country, we support you, we're here for you, we're sorry. Right. Uh, he has that fucking Jew for Jesus asshole. Right. Come and say a prayer. Jews for Jesus, FYI, are not Jews. Right. They are asshole Christians who want to who want to claim Jewish heritage. Right. It's the worst thing he could have done. Right. So yeah. The furious. Uh, yeah. So here is a a man running for office, blatantly, uh, not during the campaign, right? But is on record, yeah. uh, with very anti-Semitic uh, beliefs. Yeah. And that's that's rough. That that yeah, but in North Carolina, isn't that just going to be okay? Right, but this guy's dressed up as a pastor running for for office. Nobody's going to question it. Uh, no, but and, I and think he, in North he, Carolina he, they understand that a pastor is an anti semite. They like that. <laughs> like that's. But I think there's. You were just saying though, Dan, that the broader community, right, has has had a hard time identifying. Exactly where anti-Semitism has existed in this country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we need to be more aware of this clearly. Yeah. In light, uh, you know, a- after the the that synagogue, um, you know, was shot up by yeah. a, a, a blatantly anti-Semitic uh, uh, man. Right. Who 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 picked that synagogue specifically? Um, because they, uh, they have, they had a tradition of being a very pro, uh, refugee right. community. Right. Um, they were participating in a, in a, or in a group that was pro refugee. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there was a lot going on there with, with, with that, uh, with that atrocity, with that mass shooting. Yeah. You know, the so. thing that I love about about all of these hateful people feeling emboldened by our horrible tr- uh, president yeah. is that at least we, at least it's out in the open. At least I can see it. I'm not deluding myself anymore. 
Yeah, so I by, knew, by I knew, being out in the open, it means that they are shooting up synagogues. Right. I don't want. Yes. Right. It's, it's like horrific. I'd like them to go back under the rock at this point. Right. Because we've both exp- we have expressed this repeatedly on the show. Finally, yeah. we were aware of it. Right? right. Well, I was aware of it last week to a certain level. I didn't need to be as aware, I guess, as I am now. Right. Or I should have been as aware as I am now without a synagogue having to have been shot up. Yes. And correct. That's. It's not good. That's not good. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a story that is also about Jews, uh, and a claim <clears throat> of uh, of of anti-religious uh, treatment by a school. Oh, okay. Uh, a Jewish family is suing to uh, to get their kid who in, into a school in New York. Okay. Uh, because, but the, but the school won't admit their child because their child is unvaccinated and the the school has a policy that all their children have to be vaccinated, vaccinated. There's apparently been measles around. It's, there's an out, a little bit of an outbreak happening and they're not admitting this four year old into their school. Okay. Uh, well the family is, uh, the parents, Shalom and Esther Lane, uh, submitted a request for a religious exemption. Uh, there is provision in the state uh, for religious exemption for s- strongly held religious beliefs or whatever. Okay. Uh, but this school is denying them. And they are claiming that that is uh, religious, that they're, that they're being uh, religiously persecuted. The twist, the Shyamalan twist on this one, however, is that the school that they're trying to get into is Yeshiva Olohai Torah. Oh, wow. An Orthodox Jewish school that happens to require vaccines. And they're Orthodox Jews? And they're Orthodox Jews. Yeah, deny the hell out of that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, They are literally claiming that they're they're being uh, persecuted for their genuine and sincere religious beliefs. I, you know, like, I think that, like... <laughs> By people who have the same genuine and sincere religious yeah. beliefs, except for that one vaccination thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Can you be rogue? Can you be a, a, a church of one? Right. Right, on these things, and then just have a sincerely held belief on any old thing you want? It seems like that's what they're... Cl- I mean, lots of people have claimed this shit. Right, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. Although, like, could it should there be, be something that is actually taught by... The religious community that you belong to. I don't know. The other- and actually, I don't even think the thing should like religious exemptions. Fuck you. Right. But <sighs> I. But I gotta say, could there be a more American concept than religion of one? <laughs> could there be a more? Well, we've had an army of one. Well, there's. That's right. Every every soldier in our army is an army, <sighs> at least according to uh, to the marketing that, campaign to that old marketing campaign. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, it feels. That that sense of rugged individualism, uh-huh. it's sort of Anne Rindian in this, <laughs> in its religiosity. Although she was an atheist, yeah, brilliant, yeah, brilliant, amazing. amazing. Well, Dan, I've got a story of somebody who uh, found her way out of what was going to be a life spent um, in a convent. Oh, um, she uh, she was training. She'd started training to be a nun uh-huh. uh, as a young woman. She uh, she moved into 
she she lived in a convent uh, from the age of 10 to 18. Oh, my God. Uh, after nuns had visited her school, right? So then she, <laughs> On she a decides, trip or something. I guess so. Wow. She decides that she's going to sign up and 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 become a nun. And uh, she uh, she was there in the in the convent, and uh, and then she fell in love with one of her teachers and decided that uh, that 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 career path wasn't the one for her. Um, because love conquers all and so she left the convent and uh and then ended up meeting a man who was uh recruiting um for uh webcam girls she is prone to recruitment <laughs> yeah <laughs> true she is uh, susceptible to recruitment so she uh attended a casting session nice and uh and has become uh, a webcam girl. Okay. So in she, case my mom's listening, <laughs> mom, a webcam girl is someone who shows her body right. on the internet for money. I'm sure this is not the first time that this has ever happened. Um, but boy, she's fallen far from, from where she started. From, from nunnery? Um, she said uh, in a recent interview uh, that there's nothing bad about her new job. I would agree with that that's sure. fine um she described it as decent and artistic um she said at first she was feeling a little bad uh but now i feel fine with it i also feel good when i go to church i never miss friday prayers saturday meetings or sunday mass huh. um she said she also now enjoys masturbation and pornography well she better because uh, she's involved <laughs> deeply in both <laughs> Uh, the story wow. doesn't have much more than that. I just came across it this That's, morning and was just like, oh my God. You got to love the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, Something the tells story me. of, of Yudi Pineda in okay. Colombia. Okay. Um, go, I mean, look her up. If you got it, flaunt it, I guess. I mean, I, what's funny is that the part of her story that I support is the part I'm definitely not supposed to support. If you ask any good moral person or whatever, like I'm. Great, go do your sex work. That's awesome. Just don't go to the, stop going to the church. I know. I love what that. What are you doing? Right? What? <laughs> don't go to the church. <laughs> the worst thing you can do. Uh, she's no. She's fine. She, she's she's yeah. got it all figured out. She performs yeah. on camera, yeah. right? And then uh, showing what God give her. It's a blessing. Just jiggling everything that God saw fit to throw onto her. Yeah. A real blessing. That that's yeah. how she gets to make her living, right? Yeah. And uh and she can go to church. She she gets the both best of both worlds. The two do not need to be mutually exclusive. She grew <laughs> up in that world. You're telling me she can't keep going to church on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays? And you know she learned some of that in that convent. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did. Those dirty, dirty convents. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. I don't like any of this. Dan. She went Let's from. She went from being a novice to a pro. That's wow. Literally, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. I for my final thing again. It's election stuff. So you guys know the answer. You guys are are ahead of me on this right, one. Right. But I didn't know this until today, uh, or until I saw this article. So I am going to just point out that. Because some of you may have missed it entirely. Alabama 
has a ballot proposal on uh, which is Amendment One. This is a an, an a proposed amendment to their state con- constitution. Oh, nice! That is being voted on in this election. Okay, which basically is the we're going to put the Ten Commandments on every damned oh, building Jesus that Christ. the state owns. Amendment. Uh, it's putting some, it in their constitution. They want to make a constitutional amendment. Now, this runs just ever so slightly contrary to another document called a constitution that is the United <laughs> States Constitution. You mean the one that supersedes theirs? The one that supersedes everything right. in these United States. Uh, so, boy, I mean, all it will do is just trigger a flurry of, uh, of lawsuits. <laughs> But of course, they're doing it knowing right. that the 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 conservatives have been stacking the states, the 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 United States Supreme Court, right, uh, with a bunch of religious nutballs. So great, hard to say how that would turn out. And I don't know. I you know I looked actually for some polling on this amendment to mm-hmm. see how it was doing. Couldn't find any. Apparently, Alabama doesn't know how to do polling. It doesn't surprise me. So that'll be fun. I'm going <laughs> to guess that it passes, but we'll see. Ugh. <coughs> Alabama, why? Yeah. Why why are you why are you this way? Yeah. Well, <sighs> Jesus. If it's not Alabama, it's Mississippi. Yeah. And your, just... your your beloved state of Oklahoma loves to play o- these games. Oklahoma loves to get in these waters and splash about. Yeah. Um, I mean, but this is the state of Roy Moore who tried to put it. Yeah. He he paid for a, a Ten Commandments to go up in the courthouse of his own will. And then they took it down and he got kicked out of the Supreme Court. And then he got reelected right back onto it yeah. and then got kicked out again. Yeah. This is the uh, this is the land of that business. They are. Alabama is 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 it's a dumb place. <laughs> I'm sorry, all you Bamans. I you, maybe you maybe it's beloved, uh, but oh, uh, poor Alabama, bunch of ding dongs. All right, well, <laughs> if you have anything you'd like to say, if you want to call and yell at us for bitching about the South again, you can do that too. You can write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com, or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash tgi atheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA members only lounge request to join. It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. Also check out Reddit, uh, reddit.com slash R slash TGI atheist. Yeah. Dan. Yeah. Um, Rick Wiles. Oh, we love Rick Wiles. He's been a go-to for us lately. He's a, he's a, he's, he's a good soldier for Christ. That yeah. One. Over there on that so-called true news. True news. Uh, <laughs> with a name like that, it's gotta be good. Yeah. They don't even bother to spell out the word true. So no, no it must be true. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not- true in the same way that something that's spelled C H E E Z is cheese, <laughs> or crab with a K. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, he's got some. Uh, he doesn't necessarily agree with all 
all the right wing commentators out there. Mm. He's a man of his integrity, right? Sure. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so here he is uh, chiming in on uh, Ben Shapiro. Oh, my. But not all conservatives are questioning that this could be a false flag. Uh, one prominent uh, pseudo-conservative, uh, Ben Shapiro. Let me tell you what, what little Ben said. He said that he condemns, uh, he's condemning the false flag theories. He said, quote, if your first reaction to some evil person sending bombs to a variety of politicians on one side of the aisle is false flag, you are officially deranged. Right. Ben Shapiro. Why does why are there any Christians listening to Ben Shapiro? Why are there any conservatives listening to Ben Shapiro? First of all, as a Christian, you need to know this. Ben Shapiro openly denies the deity of Jesus Christ. He says as a Jew, he has no reason to need a Christian savior. Those are his words. Yes. Okay. I don't know why any Christian is, is reading and following Ben Shapiro. He, he has a spirit of antichrist. Oh, Ben Shapiro. He has a oh, spirit really. of antichrist is a very interesting way of saying he is Jewish. <laughs> Because that's all he's saying. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we talked about anti-Semitism before. Yeah. This is just blatant. Don't believe him. He's a Jew. He's don't even listen to him. Don't even listen to him. He's, he's a Jew. I mean, and we're, what we're talking about is one of the farthest right conservative. Like Ben Shapiro's voice is like hailed as on the far right. Yeah. I mean, he's less a conservative and more just a nationalist. Which is sort of on that conservative spectrum, but yeah, um, but you know, he comes out, says something reasonable because all all the idiots like Rick Wiles were just running to this whole false flag thing, right? And right? for those like, who don't know, false flag is just like what what they're claiming is that these pipe bombings that were happening were were, were staged the, by the Dems. The Democrats were pipe bombing, sending pipe bombs to themselves, right? So that they could drum up so sympathy for the, the blame the, it on the Republicans. Doesn't work. Not logical, but right. smoke and, coming and out of your ears. It's be, just crazy. It was amazing because before, like, the dust had even settled, these claims were coming out and they were being repeated in in sort of the mainstream conservative media. Yeah. It was wild. Like, it, was, it came out so fast. Yeah. This, false flag claims are, are, this is fringe shit. It's cons it, yeah, it's, right? it's wild conspiracy theory nonsense. Right. It's insanity. Right. And so Ben Shapiro was just coming out and saying, hey, listen, like, don't be no. that job. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> just essentially, if even if it is a conservative person sending the bombs in, it doesn't mean anything about conservatism. Just like if right. some nut job liberal did the same thing, it doesn't mean anything about liberalism. Right. Well, right? and what's funny is that Ben, when Ben Shapiro is saying, you've gone too far, <laughs> Wow. But Rick Wiles is saying, no, I'm going to go that far. Yeah. Rick Wiles is saying, that guy doesn't go far enough. That dirty Jew. Yeah. Shut up, Jew. Oh, my God. That's, Dan. That is a level of like, crazy. Yeah. That is hard to achieve. Yeah. I, he has leveled up. Doodling. I feel like that, was, that is a, a achievement unlocked.
Yeah. Super crazy. <laughs> but it's like, the, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a bizarro thing. And I don't know if it's just this moment, right? Or, or if it's just what we're looking at. But it's like, you take off the blinders to uh, anti-Semitism in this country, mm. right? And it's just like, holy shit, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't even trust you. I think you're probably whatever. Oh my goodness! Uh, we had some folks write into us uh, and call into us, and Indeed. I think uh, we'll talk about it now. <clears throat> one of the things uh, that we haven't yet talked about uh, since we talked since we first talked about it was our uh, our discussion of Mary in the Park. There's the oh yeah. There's the uh, the statue in my neighborhood of the Virgin Mary, uh, cleverly titled Lupita the Woman, which uh, <laughs> which I think is an attempt to get around the whole this is a religious symbol thing. Right. Um, but it doesn't get around it. Uh, and then uh, and then there was your thing, which was a, a tree in your neighborhood that had the, uh, the image of Mary, theoretically, I guess, it was just a swirly thing appear in a <laughs> knot in the tree and then they built a big thing that you a big staircase that you can walk up to yeah. see it and a and a little shrine people come thing. and adore the tree uh so we had some people comment and 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 write into us uh this is from Jules in Brisbane Australia who says hi Frank and Dan first a big thanks for being uh your awesome selves and doing such a fine job on the yeah. podcast hi uh-huh. Regarding your conundrum, it seems to me that the problem in your mind is a matter of scale, in that it's a small park that has minimal footprint or or impact. Uh, In Frank's example, I think there's nothing to protest, as the central issue is of natural origins, uh, and neither the apparition in the tree nor the secondary infrastructure have have had any public involvement or or intention in its development or funding provided toward it. Uh, If... If the local religious community is footing the bill f- for their ad hoc shrine and it doesn't otherwise impede public order or ability to for the general public to access and enjoy the facilities, then I see no problem. However, in Dan's example, I see an, an issue worthy of protest regardless of scale, and particularly because of the implied uh, deception in the naming of the sc- sculpture to pass off religious iconography as innocent. To alleviate the matter of scale, what I suggest is that you try to find as many other similar examples around the city as you can find. If you then approach the city as a class action type protest involving several separate examples, you may resolve the issue of scale and the conundrum about the opportunity cost associated with with the use of your time. Right. If you also go so far as uh, to include a proposal that if they decide they wish to keep the present uh, sculpture, then they should consider a clearly Baphomet Satan inspired sculpture to occupy the parks uh, that could be called something benign like Steve. (laughs) I like that. Uh, It all sounds like a lot of work and I don't know if you've got the time or energy. Maybe the satanic (laughs) temple or Fufurf could assist you in finding examples of parks around the city. Best of luck from Jules. Uh, Yeah. The problem is I don't know of any other examples. The the reason that this was so alarming to me was that our city seems, for the most part, delightfully free of religious iconography in public spaces. Uh, yeah, outside of, I mean, 
it's not a public space, but outside of the massive piece of iconography right, downtown. Right, right. Downtown Salt Lake City is kind of dominated by religious right. iconography. But it's on, it's on private land. It's on church-owned property. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's different. Um, yeah, and they even like walked the, the big Br- Brigham Young statue back onto their property. Right. Back a decade or two ago. Yeah. That used to be in the middle of the block. Although... He did found the fucking city yeah. and state. So I mean, even that to me is not a problem. Bring him young out there. He was he a governor to. of the territories. Um, yeah, I guess I really can't think of anything else. It would be. It's an interesting. It would be interesting to go visit a few, or maybe this is even better because we know we have a lot of listeners in yeah. Salt Lake Valley and probably in Salt Lake itself. Um, do any of you know of a park in your neighborhood that has something? borderline on it yeah let us know right into us and let us know if if there's a if if there are other religious uh symbols and icons in i mean the city in city or state-owned uh land the city owns gilgal park now gilgal Gardens preserved as a as a cultural artifact which which is interesting. Is interesting, but I almost we but, should explain Gilgal Park. To well, it's first. it's a sculpture garden made by a crazy person. Yeah, back fifty years ago, or and whatever. it's eminently delightful. And I would be horrified if it was taken down. Right, exactly. Uh, because but it's got but, like Joseph Smith's face on a sphinx, and it's and, got it's got scriptures everywhere. Yeah, Mormon and non. Yeah. But it's all under the guise of Mormonism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this guy was a Mormon, and, yeah. uh, you know, he made this thing. It used to be privately owned, and yeah. then the, the city kind of took it over. But to me, that well, the is... The city took it over to save it. Like, it was under real risk of going away, yeah. and it is the most bizarro, weird thing. Oh, my thing. God. If you haven't visited it, and you're in Salt Lake City, it's a, it's so worth a visit. Yeah. It's so nutty. But, but yeah, I mean, but that's... technically, that's... There's all this religious iconography. Yeah. All over that, and the whole point of the park is that it's a sculpture garden yeah. that testifies to, to... It's this one man's testament... Mormon Jesus. ...to Mormon theology. It's so Mormonism. weird. I would be devastated if that if that went away, though. I mean, Well, it probably just shouldn't be in public hands. Maybe. I don't... Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, that's, that's the most striking example it, I can think of. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I bet there's others, Dan. I bet <laughs> you anything there, there are others. It, I mean, and then what do you do about, like, I love Gilgal, and I want access to it, and I want. Right. I love going there. I, like, sometimes I'll have a lunch there. I'll just go have lunch there. Seriously? Yeah, sure. Because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> that place is so goofball. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to say what should happen there. Because it does have a, like a cultural history component to it for Utah. Well, but there's also the whole thing that <laughs> Mormons don't really claim it so much. No, they're, because they're it's weirded so fucking out by weird, it. right? And so it's more like the non-Mormon and ex-Mormon community who understand it and appreciate yeah. it that want it to stay because <laughs> we want to preserve how fucking weird this piece of Mormon history is. I genuinely don't know what to do about that one. <laughs> I am baffled because... I love it way more than the Mormons do. Uh-huh. How do we square that circle? <laughs> oh, why'd you bring that one up? Now I'm just baffled. Uh, now sorry, I am man. literally just baffled. Sorry, we have man. a we have a voicemail on the same subject, don't uh, we? Not uh, Gilgal Garden, but on the topic of like getting 
religious crap off of yeah. public property. Yeah, we do. Hey, guys. I'm just calling in regards to your question about um, should should atheist groups and um, non-religious groups fight the uh, the, the uh, special accommodations for, like, the, the public religious statues and everything, like the one of the tree and uh, the other one? Um, I think 100% yes, absolutely. Yes, they sound like very, very minor things, but if you allow any, any little exception that you allow, they, you know, you give them an inch to take a yard. I mean, look what they're doing with Masterpiece Cake. They're tr- that specifically applies only to Masterpiece Cake in th- that one case, but they're trying to say, well, guess what? We don't have to do anything for people that we disagree with religiously. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye. It's, yeah. it's a good point. How do you say no when you allow it in one place? Yeah. When, right. yeah, when you've, when, when we've, when examples. we've said, Hey, this, this statue of the Virgin Mary is fine in this park. And then some, you know, cause it's a little park and it's tucked right. away and nobody ever goes to it. Right. Then somebody else goes, Hey, I want to put a cross up in this park. Right. And we say, no, they just go, well, look over there. Why was that one okay for so many years? Yeah. It's it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. I know. I'm still I'm still not convinced to take action, but I'm kind of I'm getting there. Yeah. Like I don't know what to do. Maybe maybe we need to have someone from the Fuffer come on the show and talk us through it. It could be interesting. Yeah, we might need to do that. Anyway, uh, so we got another Australian writing into us. Oh, this we is, hit a chord in Australia. Yeah, well, this is Jim from Canberra. Okay. We should go to Australia. Somebody in Australia, bring us out. That'd be fun. We, sure. We, we don't have enough patrons to go out on our own right now, but <laughs> somebody bring us in. Anyway, uh, hi, Frank and Dan. Recently, I had the fortune of visiting France, uh, crossing beautiful southern French towns and villages. Mm. Among them was the, was the town of Lourdes, oh. uh, which you might recall is a very famous locality of where the Catholic Church managed a spring of crystal clear water mm. rising from a grotto where a young girl, Bernadette Subrius, uh, in 1858, witnessed an apparition of the Virgin Mary. Mm. This apparition was thought to eventually lead to magical m- medical cures for all who visit the area. Mm. Being an atheist and a skeptic, I thought I might have a go at asking for a permanent cure for my very old and painful football-related knee injury. Mm. As always, I am prepared to admit uh, a re- admit to a rethink about these things should the Virgin Mary make an ap- appearance. Well, it didn't happen. Oh, no. Boo. I was hoping for your knee. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to join a church at that point, but... But were you, I mean, was, was he really sincere? <laughs> Come well, on. Mary says no. <laughs> anyway, he goes on. Uh, I came away from Lord uh, terribly saddened as I witnessed hundreds of profoundly disabled and ill people of all ages. Huh. So many in wheelchairs, on mobile cots. Other, others uh, were the walking wounded waiting in turn to visit the magical H2O. Wow. I felt an overwhelming sorrow uh, for those poor people, uh, those poor ill and disabled people. This probably being their last and only dream of a cure. For some, the experience may have been of some advantage that I don't know. Humans live and hope, I guess, no matter how difficult life becomes. Perhaps Lord does does serve some purpose. So many ill and desperate people feel that there is a chance for for a better, healthier future uh, life. For a better, healthier future life for each who waits so patiently in line. 
However, many, many, I believe, would leave bitterly disappointed. What do you guys think from Jim? Yeah, one wonders about that because there is something to providing a sense of hope and a sense of, uh, and you know, there's, there's probably a lot of people who walk away with some sort of, uh, some sort of feeling that they were healed a little bit or whatever, just that's, you know, from the placebo yeah. thing. Perhaps. I mean, depending on what it is, placebo can't, you know. It can't restore spinal <laughs> functionality or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, that it could. Right. You know. Right. But, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's good. Yeah. I think this hurts people. Yeah. I think, they, you know, people will spend money to go there. They will put all of their hope into it, and they will have that hope dashed. As, And they'll walk away. Here's the other thing. This is the bullshit of faith healing. This is the bullshit of religious promises. Is that what happens when, you're, when that promise is not kept, when Jesus doesn't follow through, yeah. is that the person is made to feel less than. Yeah. Because the person going is made to feel like, well, maybe my faith wasn't strong enough. And then they have to question themselves, and then That's they feel true. guilty and shitty mm-hmm. about themselves for something that was never their fault, was never going to be a, pro- a thing. But, you know, it, if they confront their priest and say it didn't happen, their priest can just say, well, maybe your faith wasn't strong enough because you're defective. Right. And fuck that shit. I, I'm not okay with it. Yeah. No. No to healing waters. <laughs> That's what I say. All right. Well, Dan, I've got a voicemail to play. Okay. Uh, this is from a uh, a listener uh, who's uh, who's actually got a couple things to say. Uh, one, she's become a new patron, Woo-hoo! but also she, uh, in reference to our conversation, uh, brief conversation about Stephen Fry receiving an, an award for his atheism, and uh, I think what she's responding to here is the fact that. Uh, Richard Dawkins uh, actually said he's basically our only celebrity. Uh, she has a response to that. Oh, yes. So, Hello, Frank and Dan. This is Michelle Bennett calling for two reasons. First, I can finally afford to be a patron, so I just did that. And second, quickly, a list of film, radio, and television atheists. Douglas Adams, Woody Allen, Robert Altman, Michelangelo Antoni, Antioni, Kevin Bacon, Richard Burton, James Cameron, George Carlin, Stanley Donan, Sergi Einstein, Ricky Gervais, of course, John Huston, Catherine Hepburn, Werner Herzog, that guy is awesome, Jamie Heineman, and Eddie Izzard, of course, Penn Gillette, who could forget him, Stanley Kubrick, Karen Knightley, Burt Lancaster, Hugh Laurie, you guys talked about him, Seth MacFarlane, yes, John Malkovich, Ian McKellen, Helen Mirren, Marilyn Monroe, Brad Pitt, Ridley Scott, Orson Welles, Gene Wilder, and I don't know why they didn't put him in here, but um, there's also that guy, Bill, and I'm drawing a blank on his last name, but you know who it is, Mar, Bill Mar. Anyway, love the show. Keep it up. Glad to be a patron. I'll hear this on the show. Later. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Michelle. There you go. Um, lots of lots of people. I mean, when you've got Brad Pitt on your side, no kidding. What can go wrong? Nothing. 
Nothing. What could possibly go wrong? It's actually a rather fantastic list of mm-hmm. some of the absolute best. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's serious. Like um, Stanley Kubrick. Shh. Right. Sure. Um, Robert Altman. Woody Allen has some problems in his personal life, but damn, he could, in his heyday, he could make a good movie. Uh, as a film, you're appreciating this list as a film aficionado. <laughs> That's how you love this list. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I'm like, wow, <laughs> awesome. Sure. That makes me happy. Sure. And I'm and I'm sure it's a that's that's just a list of people who've been willing to talk about it. Yeah. Which in our world is always an incomplete list. Right, exactly. Cuz there are plenty of people who just don't come out with that stuff. Yeah. For but. fear of alienating people. Anyway, uh thank you also for for being a a new a new donor. Yeah, uh Michelle did what so many others have done. Um which is going to our website thankgodimatheist.com clicking the support tab and then signing up on patreon yeah um that's 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 the way to do it yeah and um, she came in at, at what level she is she a- came in at the venerable level oh so thank you so much how we venerate you and uh we also have another patron to thank this week yeah uh cassandra Ooh. Uh, also a new venerable listener Both and uh so venerable these people <laughs> uh, and then of course uh as always we do need to thank our top donor, our Lord and Savior, uh, the creme de la creme, Jenny! Hooray for Jenny. Uh, yes, and we, we bless all of you in the name of the things and the people and the stuff. Amen. Amen. Dan! Oh, Frank. Happy anniversary. It is our anniversary. It has been, we have been doing this, I think think I've mentioned this to you, this is the longest I've ever held a job. (laughs) This is a, yeah, I've never, I, yeah, we've been doing this for seven years. I know. It's kind of crazy, Dan. It's, it's nuts and I like it. Yeah. Seven, Um, seven years uh, is a long time for a podcast to have been It's a long time for a podcast. It's also, um, when I think about uh, where I was and what I was doing seven years ago and Mm. what has like, you know, gone down in my life in the last seven years. Yeah. It's actually been a bit of life. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know? And so it's like, wow, to have this, this uh, sort of one constant that runs through all of that. Uh, it's kind of, uh, kind of amazing. Yeah. A weekly thing that we've done almost without fail. Right. And th- there have been obviously times when one or the other of us has had to take, you know, a, a week or two off here and there, sure. or, you know, a, a little bit more of an extended thing here or there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that we've, we've consistently, that thank God I'm atheist has consistently released every week, essentially for seven years. I th- one yeah. week did we miss? Yeah, one or maybe two. There was that one week when you went away and I was going to do a thing and then my computer farted out on me and I was oh. uh, all I was able to do was like just barely get a recording out that was like I can't do it. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, it's it's we've we 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 made that commitment to each other and to the listeners yeah. right at the very beginning of it was going to be every single week. Yeah. Um that we would figure out vacations 
with guest hosts and and whatnot. And I well, think it's and been a it's been a, it's there been was a, a period run. of six weeks where I or more when I went away to to England and we yeah. recorded across the pond. I know, amazing. Crazy. And that was the first time we'd ever really fiddled around with anything long distance recording as yeah. well. So, um, so that was kind of a trick. Um, but I think when when you have done something this long, um, uh, there's always the risk that it becomes de rigueur uh, or boring and stale. Boring, stale. That it's just what is we. This a wise thing for us to be bringing up right now. <laughs> no, what, what, I, what I'm leading to, okay, is uh, the 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 fact that. Um, Sometimes you do need a reminder mm. of of why you're do, why you do something. Okay, right? Because again, we've 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 uh, we've carved out this time every week to get together, to make the recording, yeah. to post the show, and, and do all the little extra little things. Do, that, yeah, that we do need the to research do. that we need to do. For research the show. everything, right? Like like that, we've gotten down, right? And it could be really easy in that. To kind of forget what it is that we're doing and what we're trying to do and right. and the goals that we first set out when we, when we started seven years ago um, and the goals that have evolved uh, through time. So actually, there we received a voicemail uh, this week and it just felt it's it's just such a nice and 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 lovely um, a message that this that this listener is is sending us. Yeah, that I I I don't know. It just seemed very fitting. To play on an anniversary show as part of our anniversary. Yeah, it was segment. it was in reference to a, a an email or a voicemail that we listened or the, that we discussed on a past show. Yeah, and yeah, why well, don't you just play? Let's it hear what she has to say. Yeah. Hi, Frank and Dan. Uh, I am calling from Virginia, where I can look out my window and see Liberty University. Um, I've been listening to you guys for a couple of months now, and. I actually wanted to comment on an episode you did, and it's it's been several weeks back, but someone had called in or written in and asked about coming out as an atheist and gay or both or either and was asking you for advice. And, I mean, I listened to, like, the whole suite of, like, atheist podcasts, and I have heard this question and answer a lot of times before, but the answer you guys gave was, to me, profoundly tender and empathetic. And I, you took a question that has been asked and answered many times and treated it like it was coming from an individual that mattered. And one thing you said that I'd never heard before was that relationships heal like when other when I, when I've heard other people with like answer this question they always say like well are you safe and what is your goal and you guys you guys address that too but you also said you know most of the time you can rebuild that relationship even if it falls apart and that was that was something I'd never heard before and like really touched me really deeply and I just I wanted to call it's been on my mind for a while now I just wanted to call and say I really appreciate you guys you you know despite the saturation of atheist podcasts out there you guys are 
you guys are are special and different, and I'm I'm really glad that you do what you do, and I want to thank you for that. Well, that is lovely. That's really lovely. I don't even know what to say. It's that's a that's a what a what a sweet thing. And yeah. you know what? That it actually points out something uh, about the experience of having done this for so mm-hmm. long, which is that the best part of this whole experience has been meeting and hearing from listeners who uh who have you know who have a great experience and who who enjoy what we do Mm -hmm. you know they all have these amazing stories to tell about their own lives and Mm -hmm. and stuff you know when we went on our road trip through the south Mm -hmm. which was funny because you know at the time i remember it felt like we were deep into our recording. Like we had been we had been recording for a long time and it was time to do something to shook it up. Yeah. And that was like one year in or it's whatever. That. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was that was a bold move on our part. Yeah, but we decided we just did a road trip to the south and we met a bunch of people who yeah. were all over and we, I mean, we should do something like that again. We need to. We really do. Um, but yeah, we Even met it's people just some some weekend trips to some places yeah because you guys because you guys are the people that, that make this yeah a thing that 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 we enjoy doing and that yeah. that, that feels uh i don't want to say important but it feels like you know this is our little little voices our little bit of activism out in yeah. the world well, trying and to- it, you know like you know because i'm i i I don't know if everybody knows this, but I'm the one who edits the show. Right. right. I'm the one. And, and by edit, we don't really edit the show. It's it's a fairly unedited thing. But the, bring all the pieces together. Right. Make sure the music's at the right level and so forth and so on. Right. All the audio sounds good. And give it a good, solid listen through. And it, it takes about three, hour, three, three and a half hours to do. And so I kind of have to find a different point in the week to, uh, to, to put that together. Right. right? And... When I'm running out of time, right, when I know that I'm up against my, my deadline uh, for getting the show posted, um, you know, it, it, there, there's, there's two things in my head. One is just there's a deadline. Right. And the other one is there are listeners out there who want to hear the show. Yeah. Right. And who are waiting for the show. And, and I have a sense of, of I've developed a sense of responsibility about that. Yeah. Right. Well, you guys are and, like, it's so funny because <clears throat> we, we're just a couple of dopey guys. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not like any show in the universe or TV, whatever, right. isn't composed of just people right. doing a thing. Right. But you know, who the hell are we? Right. But you know, we, 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 we put together a thing and we put it out there and it turns out that it connected with some folks. Yeah. And that it's, connection it's really, is what's awesome about that. And it's powerful. And so when you, you hear I don't think she actually said her name in the in the message. Uh but when you hear a, a message like this, um it's 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 meaningful. Yeah. And and it means a lot. And so I just want to say thank you to to this caller. And um, yeah. And say, you know, that that really it meant a lot, and and uh, and I I really appreciate that you took that time because it's good to hear. And you know what? I think it's inspired me. I think I'm going to let go of this narrative that we're just two dopey guys, and I'm going to start to believe that we're very important people doing very important Ple- work okay. out in the world, okay, Ple- and making a difference. We're witnessing it going to Dan's head. Right <laughs> yeah, there. I'm taking it there. <laughs> 
It's not going. I'm specifically putting it there. <laughs> well, so anyway, uh, you know, we don't need to belabor the point, but uh, seven years is a long time, and yeah. and we're still going strong and loving yeah. it. And you guys are the reason. Going nowhere. And uh, and thank you guys so much for your support and for yeah. your uh, for your listening and. For the five star reviews and uh, and yeah. all of the thing, you know, we it's uh, it it's it's great, and, yeah. And and we even if we don't get to hear your voices, we feel connected to you, uh, in hopefully similar ways to how you feel connected to us, and yeah. And we thank you. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. And you know what? Speaking of thanks, I have more people I want to thank. Oh, do you? Now? Yeah. Well, because you know we've got this whole podcast that you know we've got a, a a facebook page oh yeah which you can go yeah. and visit and, you yeah. know I, i'm doing this all out of order, <laughs> but it's fine we've got a facebook page and it is all thanks to Mackenzie, yeah who has been doing it for years probably about six years or more i don't know how she long. got in touch with us pretty early people. like and maybe you guys don't it. know this story but she got in touch with us and said, you guys don't know what you're doing on Facebook. Fool that she is. <laughs> she said, I volunteer. I'll just do that. And uh, and uh, she's been doing it ever since. Been going she's, strong she's ever since. built an amazing yeah. uh, page that you guys should all go to Facebook and like. Yeah. And, uh, and, and enjoy her work there. So... Thank you so much for yeah, that. Absolutely. And you know, our, our members only lounge on also on Facebook is a, quite a remarkable place. And that's been, you know, I threw that up there. It cost me nothing. Right. Except time. Right. Uh, and I, you know, it has built into an amazing community. Um, but, you know, I didn't do it by myself. I also had Sarah and Danny and Amy who mm-hmm. helped out and, and all of the people who are on there who are amazing and and, and who make sure that it stays a, a, a positive mm-hmm. and and supportive place and I love that mm-hmm. uh, so thank you guys so much and uh, and uh, yeah well, we've had this commitment of music since the very beginning right you went to your friend who was in a gypsy jazz band and yeah. said hey I'm doing this thing and he was just like, yeah, use it. Again, and foolish, not only just use foolishly. The yeah. Just use whatever you want to. Yeah, he just said, uh-huh. yeah, go go right ahead. Yeah. And uh, that's that's been amazing. So thanks uh, to the Red Rock Hot Club and to Rich Daigle for for that. Yeah. And my cousin who's <laughs> who's an actual organist in an actual church. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, can I use your music for my atheist podcast?" And he was like, "Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> so Gordon Johnston, you're amazing. Thanks for yeah. that. Uh, let's see. What else have we got out there? Well, we can tell people how they can reach us. Yeah. If you want to outpour your support for us, mm. or if you want to just tell us we're dipshits and get my head back in gear, yeah. you can do either. Uh, write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or there's our voicemail. You can call and leave a message there. It's 424-666-8442. Yep. Uh, hey, we, we didn't... were very proud of that number when we first came up with it. Oh yeah, we the six 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 T G I A. Do you guys remember that? It's yeah. literally six six six. Yeah, and it's a Beverly Hills number too. So somehow that felt right. <laughs> yeah, how thanks funny Google. Is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and th- thank you guys so much yeah. for seven years of amazing. Yeah, and here's to more years. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.